This is the Chad Little Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Chad Whittle Podcast. So glad you are able to be with me for this edition because today I've got a great guest all the way from Canada. My guest today is an on-camera host for the Canadian Football League. Each week, she produces original content that reaches 12 million CFL fans across Canada. Brody Lawson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chad. This is exciting. So you've been with the CFL since 2015. So during that time period, how has your role with the CFL changed? Are you doing a lot of this same, producing a lot of the same content now as you were then? Or has it changed over the past couple of years due to technology and the rise of social media? Yeah, it's really evolved. And and the league strategy has changed many times as well. When I first started with the CFL, I was hired primarily as an editor. And so I was editing game highlights. I was cutting up coaches scrums. It was very much behind the scenes. And the commissioner at the time decided he wanted to do um, a lot of front facing media. He wanted players helmets off. He wanted our players to be front and center stars. And they needed a host because research had showed that People connect with someone that is closer to them. Athletes are superhuman. They are capable of anything. They are these incredible specimens and people idolize them, but they don't necessarily connect with them. So I started doing primarily on-camera work um, and that has changed a ton over the year. We've done many iterations of our live show, um, CFL Game Time, um, our social media strategy has changed over the years. So my role has evolved um, from very much behind the scenes to really primarily in front of the camera in that time. And I think that really is a response to the growth of digital and social media. Yeah. So let's talk about social media. I'm sure during the season, it's a little busier because there's so much happening during uh, the CFL season. So how much content on a daily basis are you producing for the CFL media, uh, social media network channels? So I myself will do, you know, certain segments of it. Um, but the league itself is producing 30 to 40 pieces of content a day that's going out on digital. So that's everything from editorial to social, um, video. It kind of is cross platform for me. It kind of varies. It depends, you know, it depends what you're talking about league versus my own kind of personal brand. Um, Certainly for me, it picks up when I'm traveling for um, TSN and when I'm on the road, that kind of stuff. I'm, I think my life is more interesting. Um, so it's more engaging to cover then. But the league itself is putting out 30 to 40 pieces of content a day, which is really wild when you think about it. And we do not have um, an enormous team. How, how many, what's the staff for the CFL social media team? How many people are we uh, talking about that's producing this content on a daily basis? Well, it's, it's split up between different people, right? So you have, we have two people that run social media specifically, but then we have a, a much broader content team, right? We have three people that work specifically on digital. We have an assigned producer, we have um, various editorial jobs and supporting roles. So I think our team is about eight people and we sort of, um, that's across the board for content specifically. So that would include social, video, digital, editorial, kind of all of that. 
Um, and then we'll hire freelancers um, in super busy times of the year, like Combine, Grey Cup, Free Agency, that kind of stuff. And you mentioned the difference between the CFL social media networks and your own. Do you have a social media strategy for your own Twitter and your own Facebook, or do you just kind of post whenever you feel like it? What's the uh, the idea behind the, the Twitter and Facebook of your own? Yeah, I wish I had a strategy. Like, I need to lean into that a little bit more. Um, I think people that do probably, um, I think that's probably a good thing to have. I would say that it's important to me to make sure I'm showing up and I just try and show up in a way that feels authentic to me. People expect zero distance these days. I'm personally not prepared to do that. I keep my personal life um, a little bit guarded, but I try and just show up um, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook. I don't do as good a job with, I try and cross promote, but for really getting down to it, like I'm trying to post once a week at a minimum on it, like on my Instagram, but I really should be doing that once a day. And the trouble is coming up with content, but I work in an office, like a lot of your listeners, I'm sure Monday to Friday, nine to five, like I'm not out with a photographer being an Instagram, you know, influencer, like I, (laughs) I'm sitting at my desk. So I've got to work on that a little bit, but it's, um, it's a fun challenge. And and now and again, I get into it, but I try not to let it consume me because it, it really can, it really can suck you in. Well, that's not a bad thing to not be obsessed with social media because so many people are obsessed with it. I, I, this story sticks with me. I still remember it maybe from two, maybe a year ago. I don't remember, but a lot of people on social media, they are not only they're paying for followers, which is unethical, but they're paying to go to like a a studio, have a backdrop with a fake plane, make it look like they're coming off of a plane from a big vacation just for their social media. If you're doing that, you obviously are a little too consumed and too obsessed with social media, but people do this and it was not cheap if I recall. Yeah, I think, I think it's wild. I mean, I do not pay for followers like any of that. I mean, it's just so ridiculous um, that anyone would do that. That said, I understand, like I said, I, there's a lot of pressure to be involved in that space. And so it, it is hard not to get the better of you. I've, I've hired photographers in the past um, to do big content shoots and I try and squeeze the most out of it. But you're right. It just, it, it, it can't consume you. And I honestly think the days of that real perfection, that real curated look, I think perfect is boring. And I try and show up in my Instagram stories and on my Instagram feed without makeup, um, just kind of as I am, I, I just don't think it's realistic. And I don't think we need to, I, I don't want to be a part of the, the culture that's feeding too much perfection to the rest of the world. That's just not me. And that's not what I stand for. Well, it's like you said, people want authentic. They want to see the real person, not a a fake image that's online. Uh, Because you have the ability now to connect with fans on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, what's the reaction with fans? Do they send you a lot of messages via Facebook, social media? Is Mm -hmm. there a lot of interaction? And what is their interaction with you? What are they interested in? They want to talk about the game, about you personally. What are they they interested in about you? One thing I feel really lucky for, and I don't know how your other guests find, depending on what kind of industry they're in, but CFL fans are so nice. (laughs) They are the nicest people. I 
I feel totally welcomed into that family. I mean, I've been working with the league basically since I graduated college. You guys say down there since um, in 2013. Um, people, so right now, the best example of this that I can, can tell you about is this initiative that, um, kind of started organically three years ago called gray cup fit up. And it's kind of my, my baby. And it's basically a hundred day fitness challenge, health and wellness where people set a goal and they have a hundred days counting down to gray cup, which is our super bowl to set a goal and commit to doing something for hundred days consecutively. And I check in every day on um, Twitter uh, religiously on Instagram. I, I try um, as well. Sometimes there's not a great photo, so I don't bother putting it in my story. Like I'm not going to push for it, but I also check in with fans and I reply to every single one of their tweets that I can find with the hashtag. And so if any of your listeners, you can go and see what's happening. And there's an incredible group of people who are losing weight. They're focused on their mental health. Um, making really small changes that are going to have a big impact. And so that's like this total separate thing, but it kind of speaks to the CFL community and how dedicated they are. Um, but yeah, people are in constant contact. I, I get tons of DMs. You get the odd person that's like, I want to hear your opinion on this and that, but people are honest. They just like want to see what you're doing. They're like, that's cool. Where'd you go for dinner in Calgary? Like, that looked good or, you know, that, that looked fine. People are just kind of happy to come along for the ride. And that's what I love about social media because traveling can be lonely for work, like anyone knows. And so um, I would say my time on my phone like doubles or triples when I'm on the road because I, I find it so much fun and I feel so much more connected um, even when I'm alone. I've seen your post about uh, about the, the challenge and I thought to myself, yeah. that's really cool. I should do that, but then I go grab some junk food out of the out of the kitchen. No, you can set a different goal. Maybe I you're know. doing like a mindful thing, or maybe yeah. you're just like walking for thirty minutes a day. Everyone's got something different, and the most important thing is just that people jump on board with this. Um, but search it on Twitter too. You'll you'll see the kinds of goals and the kinds of things people are doing. It's so cool. I try. I do try to walk on the treadmill thirty minutes a day. So no, oh, that's good. That's really good. That. Yes, yes. Now let's talk about. Let's get back to. Uh, digital media because of ott services digital video streaming now you're able to watch cfl games outside of canada i know i've watched a lot of them on espn plus here in the united states so looking ahead to the next five or ten years down the road with digital video streaming how do you what do you see digital video streaming playing into the overall brand and the overall strategy for the CFL moving forward? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good question and something that our team is currently, um, is, is always evaluating. So we have a really strong relationship with TSN, our broadcast partner, and we managed to really walk that line with streaming domestically because it's, it's, it really is such a complex issue and all sports um, across all leagues are trying to deal with this same issue, right? They're, they're just trying to figure it out. So obviously people can stream online, like you said, um, with ESPN plus in the States and TSN. Um, and from a content standpoint, we're just trying to put out the best stuff possible to drive people to watching those games, however they can. Um, and we're going to promote games on TSN and ESPN, but Streaming for us has really become a focus in our CFL 2.0 strategy. So our commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, has been partnering with um, international leagues. So the German Football League and the Mexican Football League. And 
we are trying to do, uh, we are doing deals with uh, partners around the world to make sure that we can focus on international streaming rights, not just Canada and the U.S. So we're very much looking to um, international markets around the world who have a love of gridiron football, which um, might surprise a lot of people, but it is huge everywhere in the world. Uh, well, not everywhere, but in, in places you really wouldn't expect. I was in Germany. I was in Mexico City. Um watching games there and it's really incredible. So, um, I think streaming is going to continue to, um, be something that, that all these have to evaluate and, and how they approach it is, is going to be really complex, but we're lucky to have good partners in, in TSN and ESPN. So before you started working with the CFL, what prior positions did you hold at other media outlets in Canada? Um, so when I graduated from university, I was hired for an internship by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which is the CFL team. And that's where I learned to edit, to shoot. And I sort of started to hone my on-camera skills. From there, I went to CBC, which is a national broadcaster in Canada. And I worked at the sports desk there for a while, but I was really only filling in during the Olympics. And then from there, I was hired by the CFL. Um, and so I've really been in and around this game for a long time. And through my work here, I've been able to kind of flex my muscles in different area of media, but this has kind of been the main thing I've done. And, um, with that work with CBC and then with TSN, um, which you, which your, um, American viewers can watch on ESPN for Thursday night football. I've had the opportunity to work, do more broadcast work, not just, di- not just digital, which is, um, which is a really cool thing and, and still so important in this industry. So for our American listeners, including myself, that's never been to a CFL game, and I would like to go sometime. I would really... Yeah, you have to come. I would really... Where are you going to go? When am I going to go? Where? What's your city? What's your team? I don't know. Maybe Toronto, maybe. Okay, I like it. Uh, It'll be easy to get to from where you are. Exactly. That's the biggest city in the country. Well... on, On Instagram, I follow some Canadian photography accounts and... There's so many beautiful places in Canada. I would love to go visit. Vancouver looks really pretty. It's exquisite. It looks so gorgeous. I've never okay, been. Okay, so you're maybe an Argos fan or a Lions fan. So we'll keep you. We'll keep you. Uh, we'll keep you in it, Chad. We'll find. We'll find a. <laughs> we'll keep honing in on your team. Well, you know, it's funny. I thought about visiting Canada last summer. I had a big plan. I planned to go to because I've never been to Fenway Park in Boston. I, I, was, I, was, I had the ticket. I was going to go see the Red Sox and the Yankees. And I thought, well, maybe after that, I could go up to Canada for a couple of days. And uh, long story short, I met my fiance, and I decided maybe I should save that money to buy her, to buy her a ring. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I told her, you know, maybe... We forgive you. <laughs> Well, I told her maybe next year we can, you know, make up for me missing the Red Sox game and go up to uh, Canada uh, for a CFL game. But she's she's worth the, uh, the the missing of the baseball game, that's for sure. Oh yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe Toronto is pretty close. I believe maybe two two and a half hour uh, flight oh, from yeah. Atlanta. So it's you know easy, easy, easy. So describe. CFL game day to those of us that's never been, what, what is it like to experience a CFL game in person? Well, I mean, it's, it's fanatic. It's crazy sports fans. It's diehard sports fans. It's families. 
it is a really fun place to be. And the thing that is, I guess, unique probably in the NFL too. I haven't spent much time in NFL stadiums or any actually, but, um, every C- every city and every stadium kind of has its own flavor and its own unique personality. So if you go to Regina, Saskatchewan, that is one of the craziest fan bases of any sports team in the world. I see their jerseys everywhere I travel, no matter where I am, literally in the world. Sold out stadium, great food, state-of-the-art stadium, jumbotron bigger than, a, than an NBA basketball court, like wild. Um, like you're talking, if you're coming here in Toronto, the stadium is on Lake Ontario. It's got beautiful views. Um, it's a really intimate feeling stadium. You're really close to the action. Um, but the one thing is that I, and I've already mentioned this, but CFL fans are just so great. Like they're so friendly. They're so welcoming. And I wouldn't say that's the case across all sports, to be honest. And one thing that's really unique, and you'll notice this when you watch the Grey Cup this year, because I know you all will, is that people in the stands wear jerseys of every team in the league. They're not there just to watch the two teams playing. There's very much an idea that CFL fans support um, the whole league. And so while if you're going to a game in Winnipeg, you'll see everyone wearing blue and gold. But you might also see other jerseys. Like people just love the league and they want to get out and enjoy it. So it's really joyous. It's really celebratory. It's really family-focused. And people like to have a good time. So it's kind of a mix of everything. That's really interesting because I don't see here in the States, let's say you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't see you showing up in a jersey for another team. I just don't see that occurring. Well, that probably wouldn't happen. Like, So let's say it's the Riders and the Bombers playing. What I'm saying is you might see someone wearing a Hamilton Tiger Cats jersey at that game. They're still they're going to wear their own jersey for their team, but they're going to be at a two, at a game where two teams that are playing aren't their own team. And at the Grey Cup, that's especially the case. Like the whole stadium is peppered in different colors. It's super colorful because it's not just the two teams playing. It's whatever team, wherever you're from, whatever province or city you're from, you're wearing that jersey, and that is what it's about. They're they're fans of the league and they're there to see the Grey Cup because it is the culmination of a year. And that is really different than um, the Super Bowl and then the NFL. That's really cool. Okay, so if I come to a CFL game, you need to come to the States to an NFL game. I know. I'm dying to go. I I watch NFL football. I I have to watch a lot of CFL. Not have to. I get to watch a lot of CFL football. So I don't follow the NFL as closely as maybe I should. But I'm really looking forward to getting out to a game. Okay, so if you if you had to pick an NFL team, who's your team? Um, I get asked this all the time, and I am a big country music fan, so I always say that I'm a Titans fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> because then I'm also not going for one of the like you know the Patriots or Green Bay. I'm going for sort of like a like a low like a like a more fringy team. Well, you're probably your listeners wouldn't like to hear that, but you know what I mean. Not one of the like crazy powerhouse teams like i'm not a bandwagoner which i like well i'm a i'm a falcons fan so i'm still not over the super bowl against no. the patriots probably never will be uh but I, you know I'm, I'm sticking with them I've, I've been a fan this long you know i'm not jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> uh yeah. if they ever do win a super bowl i feel like as a fan i've earned it <laughs> you know yeah uh, I've definitely have but- earned it 
Well, totally. But I mean, I really don't. I, I really am I'm focused on CFL football. When you're covering the league, you've got four games a weekend basically to watch and make sure you're up to date on all the players and the fantasy and da 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 da. That takes up a lot of time. <laughs> so CFL is is pretty much it. So during the off season, are you producing CFL content or are you covering other sports? What's the off season like for you? The off season is crazy. I mean, there's really no downtime. So if you people can go on CFL.ca slash the grind, this is a series where we traveled to the off season home of our players. I spent a lot of time actually in your area. I was in Atlanta. I was in Alabama. I've been all over the States working out with our players and the whole conceit, the whole concept is that I'm doing their off-season workouts with them. So we're filming stuff like that. We have free agency in the winter. That's a ton of prep. And then um, often some live content, um, our combine and our draft are in the spring. So there is a bit of downtime after Grey Cup, I would say, in December. But then honestly, starting back up in January, it's producing content, writing content, pitching content, trying to find work with our sponsorship team to identify sponsors for these, for this content. Um, and all of the planning that then go, that leads into the season because our season starts in June. So not really a ton of time when you consider how much we have to get up off the ground and running. So football year round. That's Pretty fun. Much. That's, that's fun though. It's super fun. I love football. It's always fun. I, I'm always excited when August comes around and it's time for college football season. And, you know, the beginning of the season is always fun because you have hope that your team's going to do really great. This is their year. Then, well, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. A lot of times it doesn't work out. Hope springs eternal. I know. Yes, yes, yes. There's always next year for the Falcons. They haven't started off too hot so far this season. All right. So final question. I got to let you go here. I know you're busy. Getting back to Canada and this visit that I'm planning to come visit Toronto and maybe some other parts of Canada, other than attending a CFL game and grabbing a cup of Tim Hortons, what are some other things I need to do on my Canadian vacation? Oh, it's such a good question. We could talk about this for the whole podcast. Um, We could do another one, another podcast. yeah. Yeah. Just about Canada, no media. Um, you can't you can't miss going to um, Banff. You have to get out to the mountains, go to Banff, go to Calgary, get up to Lake Louise, and um, it's just it's spectacular. And we draw tourists from around the world. And like I'm sure a lot of Americans who don't go to places in the states that people travel to from all over the world to see, not every Canadian gets out to Alberta and goes to see that part of the country. It's really exquisite. Um, we're hoping to have a team out East, but Atlantic Canada again is so beautiful, so charming. Um, you know, right on the ocean lobster, it's got that real feel, but it's like, it's very small, right? It's small communities, it's maritime community, it's maritime hospitality. It's, it's a really unique, um, culture. And, and when Americans make fun of Canadian accents, a lot of the time they're thinking of those East, East coast, um, accents. They're really, really cool. And then Toronto, obviously, um, there's just loads to do here. I would come and eat. Honestly, the, the restaurants and the food here are beyond. Um, and then, yeah, Vancouver. I mean, there's so much to do and see. And I could tell you stuff to do in every CFL city um, because I spent a lot of time there. And like I said, I could go on and on. There, the, the whole country is really, um, is really special. Every little nook has got a unique flair. And people are just so nice. All right. One more question. You mentioned food. I'm hungry. I'm interested. (laughs) 
I'm interested in the Canadian food. If I'm at a restaurant in Toronto and I want a real Canadian dinner, what's on my yeah. plate? So my question is, have you tried poutine? No, I have not. Do you know, have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? I've heard of it, but I've never taken the time to Google to learn more about it. French fries with cheese curds, Canadian cheese curds and gravy. And it is next level. You're not necessarily going to go into like a nice restaurant in Canada and order poutine. But if you haven't had it, it's just mandatory. Um, but a big, like I would say Canadian beef, like maybe a steak and some, um, you got to get maybe a Nanaimo bar for dessert. And then, I don't know, it, there's just cool, like you'll love the candy in the chip aisle here. We've got all different stuff, ketchup chips, all dressed chips, um, really tasty food, butter tarts, ugh. All, all the good stuff. And I want to give a CFL tip of the cap to Brody Lawson for coming on the program. Visit cfl.ca to watch all of Brody's videos and follow Brody on Twitter and Instagram at Brody Lawson. And I'll catch you back here next time for the next edition of the Chad Whittle Podcast. Subscribe to the Chad Whittle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or listen at chadwhittle.com. The Chad Whittle Podcast with Chad Whittle. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.